the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. called Hollywood for ugly people. The reason was, we have an illusion of a government. It is a corrupt, pay-to-play scheme that has to figure out how to keep the people entertained and happy enough not to realize exactly how they're being robbed from these sexually frustrated morons in their Brooks Brothers suits pretending to be representatives. Well, now we're at the end of the road. This is what serfdom looks like. $10 trillion a year in spending is what the government is perpetrating on us. A story that should have been earth-shattering. Pentagon loses another, another $2.7 trillion. Can't account for it. Don't know where it is. We're giving money to the most corrupt government in Eastern Europe, bar none. The most corrupt. In fact, today, Ukraine rocked by corruption scandals. Wave of top officials resign. Sports cars, mansions, luxury vacations... Their entire GDP is the equivalent of Iowa. How did they do it? How did they do it? Because they stole our money. And we have a bipartisan gift of more money, more weapons, as we fight a proxy war of World War III. But there's another pesky little problem. The new generation cartel and the Sinaloa cartel don't just run the Mexican government. They're obviously very influential with ours, as they have never been more successful. And the American deaths are twice that of Vietnam. You remember Vietnam, where Richard Blumenthal lied, where he said he was a warrior rather than just a connected political scumbag who never left America? On a few occasions, I have misspoken about my service, and I regret that. You lied. You lied, you thornbird-looking freak. Did you ever see the thornbirds? Richard Chamberlain, you don't know what I'm talking about, squirrel? Ah, you're too young. Richard Chamberlain. Was a, was a priest who made out with Rachel Ward. He was the envy of men and the desire of women the whole time he wished it was the other way around. However, he looks exactly like Richard Blumenthal, only Richard Blumenthal is a better actor. He's a better liar than Richard Chamberlain. He's a scumbag. And he took on some of America's top problems today, along with such notable short-in-the-pants guys like Dick Durbin and the rest of them. Ticketmaster had the temerity to imply that the tobacco involved in pre-ticket sales was... Taylor Swift's fall because she was failing to do too many concerts? This is the United States Senate 
And you're worried about a fracking Taylor Swift concert, you moron? What's happening right now in the desert area where the drug cartels are coming in? What's happening right now is Prop 64, it legalized cannabis statewide, essentially opened the floodgates to these drug cartels that we're seeing with marijuana. And so when I made my way down there, I couldn't believe what we were seeing illegal marijuana operations all over the desert. LA County, the sheriffs have identified over 500 illegal marijuana operations. The county next door, San Bernardino. This is all over the country. Dope, fentanyl, guys are dropping dead on the south side of Chicago for touching things. And in the meantime, the Senate, where Chicago is represented by another freakishly looking, pathetic man, little Dick Durbin, and his wife, the incredibly successful lobbyist, who only manages to lobby for companies that are direct beneficiaries of government spending. Boy, I can't figure that out, FBI. Mr. Lawrence, I'm going to stick with you for a minute because you made it clear that you do not set the ticket price. <laughs> I can't even control it. You're the senator from Illinois. The city is a ghetto sewer. The crime is rampant. Murder and mayhem. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Every freaking time a Chicagoan puts on the news, you moron. And you're worried about Taylor Swift tickets? Why? Why? Because your, your, your side saddle nephew, who's also a lobbyist with your wife, he couldn't get tickets for himself and his friend to go put on mini skirts and poodle skirts and go dance around like a couple of teenage girls. And Mr. Berktold said he doesn't have anything to do with the ticket price. Who does set the ticket price? That's an excellent. If only he was outraged about the two point seven trillion dollars trillion that the Pentagon cannot find. And then we could get on to the more obvious stories of the Ukrainian oligarch corruption. It turns out. From this story right here, a top presidential advisor and four deputy ministers, along with two defense officials, all resigned in a ridiculous scandal and cannot be found. Yet as they look for them, they seem to have an incredible amount of sports cars. I thought you were in World War III. Where do you park a sports car? See, I know what this is like when you got nice cars. You don't want to just leave it laying around. Where are these idiots parking these Lamborghinis and whatnot? I wonder if it has anything to do with a guy named Ihor Kolomoisky. Deputy Prosecutor General Olinsky Saminikok. Whatever. Deputy Minister of Development and uh, Communities and uh, Territories, Ivan Lukrovat. These guys all sound like they're from Iowa. Deputy Minister. Well, the, the reason I say that, Squirrel, is everybody from Iowa, everybody from all the, all the states, everybody who sweats and toils and is extorted through taxes, this is where your money's going. To Ivan. It's going to Valalichki, Vitali, Zeparoniov. Who the hell gives a rip? It's these guys with the straight back heads. They all look like ball bearings, and they're all driving Maseratis on your dollar. How are you doing? Not too good, huh? Well, I got some bad news for you. Now, in another matter, it's been a full year. Mitch McConnell, what is keeping you alive? The only thing that sounds worse than you is if I had a Biden clip. Since Putin escalated Russia's brutal war against Ukraine. Well, I mean, honestly... He looks like Aunt B up there. Did you see his face? He's got the jowls. He never shaved a day in his life. Never. He's got the baby buttery tissue paper skin like the old people. And here he is coughing in a Fleming all his way to corruption. I'd like to know why are all those buildings have McConnell on it? And what exactly is your relationship with your Chinese multi-billionaire father-in-law? What is, what is that, Mitch? And what are you going to do with our money? Mitch the itch? You don't want to be called Mitch the itch in an Italian neighborhood. Won't get you a lot of dates on Saturday. Nearly nine years since he began his military effort to take over the, a sovereign country in early 2014. Sounds like a man. Viral. 
full of knowledge, determination, and righteousness, doesn't he? And Putin's non-military efforts to meddle in Ukraine undermine it and control its population long. See, that's the worst part of this. The people that have staged this coup d'etat of government supremacy in my country are all butter-handed pansy. You think Mitch could do a push-up? I don't think he could do a jumping jack. I think that him and Richard Blumenthal and and uh, Joe Biden all should be waiting for Rice Putin arguing over Judge Wapner. Predated even 2014. It's been 15 years since Putin invaded Georgia. Just act like a man. Speed it a up. A few years before that, he said Girl. publicly the breakup of the Soviet Union was, quote, the greatest geopolitical catastrophe. Yeah, shut your old lady face up. In the meantime, where's my fracking money? Because I keep getting told it's an investment. Did anybody hear this? It's an investment. We're going to get the money. What's the money? What's the, where's the investment? Because what's happening is everyone's starting to get aware. If it's not rootin' tootin' Putin that's blowing the hell out of everything, it's the Ukrainians that can't learn how to fire our weapons that we're giving them. Everything's getting blown up. The members of the Science and Security Board move the hands of the doomsday clock forward, largely, though not exclusively, because of the mounting dangers in the war in Ukraine. We move the clock forward. And nobody wants to talk to Putin. Not a man in the bunch. Who's going who's gonna to man up? Let's get him on the horn. Putin! Vlad! What's your frackin' beef, Mo? What is the problem? What do you need to be done to make this stop? Nobody wants to do it. We're just going to keep throwing our money so the Ukrainian prime ministers can keep buying Jaguars. Is that the plan, you stupid son of a dog? Of the 20th century. This former KGB agent who's run the Kremlin for two decades has been... You know, that's what I was thinking about, too. Former KGB agent. Well, you, didn't, you don't mind it when our former CIA... Like George Bush Sr., may he burn in hell for a thousand millenniums. God knows what he did. We still don't know what happened in Iraq. How's that, how's that uh, uh, Biden housing project going where he was paid $1.5 billion by the Bush family? You know, Joe Biden's brother to build houses in Iraq. Anybody see one? What's going on in Iraq today? Uh, something tells me it's not the place you want to go. You know what? Maybe we should go to Baghdad, Squirrel, and we'll open up an ice cream franchise. I think they're dying for like 31 flavors there. I hear it's a utopia. After our CIA uh, had then became the president. I think that'll end splendidly, too, if we do that again. Very, very consistent. Repression at home. Aggression. I never met a Kentucky fella that would vote for this old lady face looking freak. Never one. Is there a Kentucky fella that voted for this guy? I don't know. When you get a virus, you get a fever. That's the human body raising its core temperature to kill the virus. Planet Earth works the same way. Global warming is the fever. Mankind is the virus. Yeah, that's a guest speaker from uh, Davos. Well, they, they wrapped up beautifully. And abroad, assassinations, invasions, poisonings, and political interference. Hey, old lady face, why don't you pull that head of yours out of your ass and figure out how many countries are de-dollarizing? I'd like you to work on that, stupid. And here's another battle that the West is fighting, a battle of narratives. A battle to win new allies, only that it is failing miserably at this. Forget new allies. Even old friends of the West are ditching it, like Saudi Arabia. First, it refused to ramp up oil production for the European Union. And now, it wants to be a part of BRICS, a block of five major emerging economies, including China and Russia. 
The president of South Africa says Riyadh is interested in joining this bloc. Why? Our next report telling you. They're up to eight countries that want to de-dollarize. In the meantime, Mitch McConnell is talking about giving more money to a country that we know is as corrupt as Chicago. Oh, yes, it is. Except the cars are nicer. And I think the suits are, too. Of course, their suits are for men. Ours go on little Lori Lightfoot. 312-642-5600. I'll take all of your calls you when I get the back. Turtle Club? Well, not exactly. Not exactly. But am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Is he okay? He's fine. He's fine, Turtle. Uh, turtle. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's a cracking joke. Dick Durbin, clearly one of the top five failed states in this country. Money's missing. The ghetto is now considered all of Chicago and Cook County for that matter. The tax bills don't come out. People who paid off their houses drowning in their failure and their fraud and their corruption. 7% of fifth graders in all of CPS school can read. Ones that graduate, we can't get the stat on it because they don't show up to take the test. They just graduate. The question That was actually the thing I was most surprised to hear in um, Mr. Berktold's speech because um, we definitely have absolutely no say and if we actually ask we're going to get to the bottom of this taylor swift ticket scandal if it's the last thing we do and may i suggest respectfully that Ticketmaster ought to look in the mirror and say i'm the problem it's me that's richard blumenthal a proven liar about his war record telling Ticketmaster to look in the mirror yeah they're going to pull their head out of their derriere uh, we're looking at investments that uh, that are fair, that contribute to equitable economic growth. We're looking at climate impacts because every transportation decision in, in the 21st century is a climate decision, whether we recognize it or not. There's Pete Buttigieg, who got his job, and for the same skill, the vice president got her job. Mary Kay, Western Springs. Oh, hi, Sean. Um... Uh, so I want to give credit where credit's due. Tom from the South Side, uh, Tom from Blue Island. He and I were talking today, and he's putting a roof on my house. And he said, um, we were talking about, you said something about entertainment and the government. Like, what was, you know, that they're, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell with his, sounds like, yeah, that, he sounds like a marble in a mall when he talks. You know, I can't even understand the guy. But entertainment, I mean, um, Tom mentioned, remember Bill Clinton and the whole thing, the Monica? I said, you know, that was the best because that had everything in it. Sure. Drama, affair, sex, uh, you know. And it's the only affair to ever happen in politics that every citizen, regardless of political affiliation, knew exactly why he did it. Yes. And it was like as juicy as Clarence Thomas with Anita Hill. You know, that was wild, too. Um, So, like, that was what we that's what we got back in the who was the head of the who uh, who was the head of the Judicial Committee for judges during that scandal? Uh, Wait, uh, Joe Biden. Biden. Oh, yeah. That's who the leaker was for the Anita Hill accusations against an innocent Clarence Thomas. Oh, yeah. He's consistent. Yeah, but that's all right. That's when he was cultivating his skills. I, I'm telling you, when I was a kid, I, you know, I'm a lifelong conservative Republican, have been since I was freaking six years old. And um, when I was little, it was like you, this was I, there was respect. 
in the garden. I didn't know what was going on back then. I was a yeah. child. But as I grew up and I kept getting into this, like you did too, or just politics, politics, politics. Mm-hmm. I am grown up now, going to be out of here, <laughs> yeah. you know, sometime in the next 20 years. Um, I, I can't believe this is it. If, if this, I can't believe how bad it's gotten. I can't believe how Chicago is ruined, never going to be, never coming back. I mean, I just can't believe well, this is I what mean, the world when, is. Even when we were young, Chicago was run by organized extortion mafias I called know. unions and the teachers union yeah. and the rest of it. Those are the ones that are driving around in the yeah. Lexus, and the kids but they it, teach can't spell Lexus if I gave them the L and the X. That's just how it but, goes, Mary Kay. But your judgment is tainted, Mary Kay, because I know okay. something about you not a lot of listeners do your judgment what's that you married a family member of mine so your judgment is skewed yeah. and we can no longer take your advice thank you very much for calling the show uh in the meantime let me tell you why florida will survive uh, we also are going to be uh, advancing proposals uh, to make sure that uh, teachers uh, paychecks are protected uh, they are not going to have if we do these reforms automatic deduction for school union dues that's your and that's how you break the back of the extortion mafia that in collusion with government gets their dues automatically withdrawn. So now the teachers have to sit down with their little pen and write the check. Let's see how many do it. And you break the back of these labor extortion mafias. And then you start to investigate the pay-to-play scheme given to short-in-the-pants Irishmen like Joe Biden and the rest of it. Pick one. Mike Madigan, Dick Durbin... Dick Durbin, what's your big thing? What are you going to save us on, Dick? Mr. Lawrence, I'm going to stick with you for a minute because you made it clear that you do not set the ticket price. Tickets. You're worried about tickets? When we talk about ticket price, let's talk about how many Illinoisans and Chicagoans face fines and ticket prices, not to mention prices for licenses on stuff they bought from cars to boats and the rest of it and trucks. Let's talk about licensing fee. Who sets that short in the pants, the little Dick Durbin? Who? You do, crook. But you're mad at Ticketmaster, huh? You're almost as offensive as Blumenthal. He's twice the man you are. Uh, Cream Puff, Jim. Come on, Cream Puff. What are you doing? You eating? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was thinking about the paper chase today. There's a good movie with uh, Maximilian Shaw called The House. And he's like a controller. He goes to the Russian castle. they they got to play these papers. Where are they? Anyway, listen, because where are they? So he points to this big building. It looks like an you know, old barn, but it's like about 18 stories, you know. He goes in there, opens the door, and there's papers flying all over. Yeah, are you shocked by the amount of papers? Now, now, you mark my words, Jim, because, you know, I like, to, I like to pay attention to you. You mark my words. This is all theater, brother, because what will come out is something that I can't believe no one knows. And it's happened during W, who was a moron that you and I can agree on. W. Bush signed an executive order that vice presidents can declassify documents. So all of this nonsense, this is all just to divert your attention from the real scandal, which is the policy of the Irish dimwit with dementia and diapers who you pretend is qualified and won. 81 million votes, my eye. It's almost like you worked 80 hours a week. We both know you slept in the truck and ate pizzas and cream puffs. Cream puff, Jim. 312-642-5600. Sexy as a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. That's right. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. 
I have yet to hear one person on the media, on the news. I listen to a lot. I watch a lot. Discuss the fact that we have the upper echelon of the Ukrainian government, top presidential advisor, four deputy ministers, two defense officials, among those caught in a financial scandal of stealing the American money because they didn't have any money. They're broke. It is obvious that American business can become the locomotive that will... I can talk like this too and sound like a tough guy the whole time you're an actor. Slap the taste out of your mouth. Once again... Got a transformer on your t-shirt. Push forward global economic growth. We have already managed to attract attention and have cooperation with such giants of the international financial and investment world as BlackRock, J.P. Morgan, and Golden Sachs, <laughs> such America. That's all your retirement money. I'll go to a guy like this with a transformer on his shirt and they buy Maserati. I buy Lamborghini and boats and yachts and whatnot. Brands as Starling or Westinghouse have already become part of our... <laughs> you, break, you just bankrupt everything. Ukrainian way your brilliant defense systems such as high mars or bradley's are already uniting our history of freedom with your enterprises boy this 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 pentagon losing money a couple times every decade starting to make a lot of sense isn't it we are as they say uh, tangled in our anchor chain our financial systems are decades old According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. That was nothing, Donnie Rumsfeld. You were lucky, too, not long after that speech. In fact, I think it was the next day, uh, commercial aircraft hit the Pentagon right in the budget department, and now we're losing $2.7 trillion. We are waiting for Patriots. We are looking closely at Abrams. Thousands of such examples are possible oh is he talking about tanks what about the climate where's greta where's where's davos where's klaus schwab what about the climate where's john Kerry? and everyone can become a big business by working with ukraine yeah let's open up in ukraine how about it we'll, we'll start with like a starbucks and see how that goes what do you think there Zelensky? big dummy uh rich indian head park Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I think I'm going to make a bright future. I'm doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to say is I heard a tape Sounds of like a uh, Biden. Movie, and... doesn't it? I will find it. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a tape of uh, Biden and uh, Tickle Me Kamala talking about and laughing about how great they've made this country in the last two years. But the one thing I didn't hear <laughs> is how they destroyed the country Are and how much crazy? more they're going to destroy it totally I in the, the next clip. two years. Rich, do you understand, brother, how many countries are de-dollarizing? And why wouldn't you? You look at this freak show that we call a government, and you look at the corruption openly that we celebrate. And in the meantime, where's that big dummy that's supposed to be the head of the DOJ? Here he is. They uh, ensure that we adhere to the rule of law. These mean, among other things, that we do not have different rules for Democrats or Republicans. Different rules. Really? No. Then explain the Republican. Are there Republican judges on Ed Burke's investment crew, the Table of Wisdom LLC? Are there Republicans? See, this is the culture that created this ferret face fraud. 
Merrick Garland. And now he's got to put lipstick on the pig that is his corrupt system, in which an, an FBI agent sounds a lot like he graduated high school with one of Madigan's kid or Cullerton or maybe it was Ed Burke, one of those guys on the south side with those lucky charms on their, on their audience. Sounds like another one of the FBI. Another one of the Department of Justice. I'm getting sick and tired of pretending this is legitimate, Rich. I don't know about you. Thank you very yeah. much. Maybe you know what we could do? We start. We go and we sell okay. cars. We sell Ferraris in Ukraine. I think everything's mail order. You can't have a showroom or it'll rob you. And we just ship them in. And then we make money on the import export. I'll figure these son of a dogs out. Thank you very much. You're not gonna outsmart me. Zelensky with your tough accent. In all sectors, from weapons and defense to construction, from community. It sounds like Chicago, baby. Next thing you know, hey, do we got any? Can we get a lamp over there? Maybe build some new curbs. Oh, he knows how to play the game. You just give money to these freakish-looking Democrat frauds. Education to agriculture, from transport to IT, from banks to medicine, and I believe that freedom must always win. Man, all they need is a Tom Steakhouse couple of orange trucks, same couple of guys that are building that $8 billion in O'Hare without a straight board or a straight urinal. Eduardo in Midway. Yeah, you know what they should have had instead is the uh, T-Mobile uh, hearings. This is the second time <laughs> our information has been compromised. Oh, well, your beef is with T-Mobile. They're, 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 who, who are they compromising Not mine, to? personally. I don't the think most mine, dangerous but, uh, people in the world have every bit of information on you and on the money and on government policy. The greatest threat to this country, called the Democrat Party, is in control of every bureaucracy, from the Department of Justice to the IRS to the EPA, and they're guaranteed to, to pay back their paymasters, and that's not the American people. It's the people who have been openly bribing them, the Chinese Communist Party, the Ukrainian oligarchs, the Russian oligarchs, and all enemies to Americanism, both foreign and domestic. This country's run by traitors. Thank you very much, Eduardo. I'm sorry, was I too obvious? I signed the first major gun safety legislation in nearly 30 years. How did it work for you? Hey, 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 stupid. How did it work? Because there seems to be another guy who doesn't sound like he's from Cleveland. Seems to be shooting up Chinese people on their New Year. The What's this got to do with me and my second amendment? No, 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 it's not uniquely American. This is the second time in two days Chinese shooters are killing Chinese people. Your beef is with the, the, the whole Chinese people, not me and the second amendment. Too bad I wasn't there practicing my second amendment. I would have shot this moron right in the head. Month of January, and there have already been 39 mass shootings in this country, three in California. All because I can't be everywhere. Because believe me, I'm always armed. And if somebody walks in with a rifle, I'm shooting them in the forehead. Problem solved. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. Craig, I can't do this to you. You're too loyal of a call. We're going to put you on hold, and we'll have honey money figure that out. In the meantime, let's hear from some more wisdom. We're looking at investments that, uh, that are fair, that contribute to equitable economic growth. We're looking at climate impacts because every transportation decision in, in the 21st... Yeah, when I think transportation, I think of Pete Buttigieg in his Navy costume with the flared pants on the bottom, getting Merlot out of cashmere, because that's about all he's qualified to do. In the meantime, what's in all these bills? The Biden infrastructure bill has a provision that requires all new cars to install an alert system that goes off when you leave a baby in the back seat, which is... Oh, God. 
You fracking Democrats are morons. Something done only by crackheads and people who sadly, yes, do it on purpose. And after every one of us winds up bearing the cost for cars to install this alarm, you know who's going to ignore it? Crackheads and people who do it on purpose. Just like gun laws. Isn't that right, Bill Maher? Maybe you could tackle that next. You'll wake up. You're almost there. You're half open. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Nice. Okay. You sound you sound yeah. good like an American, but you don't sound like a Ukrainian oligarch. You talk like this. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Now listen to this. Okay, who sold our uranium to Russia? And then who beat uh, Roseanne Boylan to death in the January 6th? Who leaked the Dobbs decision? Who lied to the FISA court about the Trump and Russia? Democrats. Who took and killed Epstein and lost all the records? And Democrats. How come Biden family gets tens of millions of dollars from Iraq, Ukraine, Russia, and China? And the only thing they want to investigate is lost papers or missing misplaced papers. Listen, you talk about the big, there's just one rotten, crazy, all these big things going on all around us. And all they want to talk about is uh, classified docs. I want to know. I want to know if Hillary Clinton herself pays or the people pay for the gallons of calamine lotion she, she puts on that inner thigh rash she cannot get rid of. But Hil- but Bill Clinton knows exactly what the problem is. Thank you very much. I agree with you wholeheartedly. There's no question about it. It has entirely crushed Haiti. Uh, in 2010, we had an earthquake that killed 315,000 people. That's really a deadly earthquake, and millions were left without shelter. President Obama named Bill Clinton as the one that should be in charge of the reconstruction of Haiti. And in that process, the Clinton Foundation, through U.S. taxpayers' money, and people giving money worldwide to the Clinton Foundation for relief effort to Haiti, contributed about 14.3 billion dollars we're talking about billion dollars okay and n- the haitian people has not seen not even two percent of that money maybe the senate could look at that when they're done you know with the taylor swift tickets i did not have sexual relations with that woman i know bill and nobody blames you i wouldn't go near hillary with a 10-foot pole 312-642-5600 I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. I notice when I come home in the evening, she ain't got nothing nice to say to me. Nice. This is what I like about Squirrel. I never know what the music is. He always surprises me, and he rarely, rarely, rarely lets me down. In the meantime, who does let me down? Every fracking politician who pretends that they represent Americanism. I don't know of a one, and I mean that. I don't know of a one. The last one we had was good in so many areas, but bad in others. Bad in others. And the areas he was bad in, I think, are the most important, and that is the vaccine. I absolutely do. I never bought it. I've said on these airwaves, I was thrown off of YouTube. I can only be found on Rumble right now. Um, but I, uh, that's fine. I knew what was happening. Didn't everybody know? And to hear the Fourth Reich justify force, as we now are getting data from various doctors and sources, mainly in Europe, about it, just exactly what's happening to the people, 
some of the people who were never Trumpers, of which if you didn't vote for Trump in this last election, you deserve every fracking thing that's happening and will happen for the next two years. That includes the never Trumper scum. Guys who thought they were the smartest guys in the room. And this is one of the main reasons I reject Illinois Republicans, because that's who I'm talking about. They think they're the smartest guys in the room and they're failures. Most of them can't make their money without government corruption. And I just described the top six positions that just retired from the Illinois hierarchy in, in, in government there. Scum and fraud set up their fat ass brothers as lobbyists, their dimwit wives as owners of slot machine video halls and the rest of it. I can't stomach them. But that kind of fits everywhere that these Fabians are, no matter what state. But there was one that I interviewed when I was filling in in the morning show, and I didn't like him immediately. He had that air of both arrogance and ignorance because he made a cartoon. Oh, you made a cartoon. And I thought the cartoon was stupid, too. Dilbert. Stupid cartoon. Looks a lot like the guy who created him, though. His name is Scott Adams. And here he is, and he's clearly making fun of people who were right all along. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you that the people who, the anti-vaxxers, appear to be right. Somebody who did not get vaccinated, got a little Omicron, or maybe even a worse one, but recovered. Now you've got natural immunity, and you have no vaccination in you. Can we all agree that that was the winning path? The smartest, happiest people are the ones who didn't get the vaccination and are still alive. I want to make sure that I'm not leaving any wiggle room for myself. Have I? See, what he's ignoring, what he's diverting from, it isn't about winning or losing, stupid. That's a game of individuals. It's about a principle or not a principle. And you, stupid, who thinks you're the smartest guy and the cleverest and you've got the best sense of humor, you're so ahead of everybody, you turned into a Fourth Reich fascist like every two-bit scumbag Democrat who's still doubling down on fascism, also known as their policies, everywhere they rule. You sided with them because you don't have a principle. You have ignorance and arrogance, which makes you a Fabian, a pseudo-intellectual fraud. And now you think you're outsmarting me with this apology? You're not. And by the way, did I tell you how stupid Dilbert and your cartoons are and how dumb your books are? You're a fracking moron. And I spotted you years ago from just a brief conversation. So you don't fool me now. So take your mea culpa and shove it. But something tells me you'd like that. Have I said as clearly as possible they're the happy ones right now? And have a reason to be completely. Right. Having, uh, having said as clearly as possible that the anti-vax people seem to be the winners. I want you to hear that clearly. The anti-vax people appear to be the winners. It's not winners, you fracking moron. It's freedom. It's freedom. And you did not defend it. You sided with fascism, just like the Republicans, just like the Republicans. So do me a favor. Remember that when you're about to write and you think you're smarter than everybody and you think your sense of humor is poignant. Remember what you are. You're a forthright fascist and your apology means jack. Now go stand in the corner with the dunce cap on. You're about as smart as Lori Lightfoot. You're about as smart as Pritzker and as agile. The anti-vaxxers clearly are the winners at this point, and I think it'll probably stay that way. That language is specific. It's intended. 
It's not about winning or losing. It's about principles or not. And the people that advocated for fascism are no better than the Third Reich, even as they pretend to be something better than what they are, the Fourth Reich. And I don't care if they call themselves Republicans or Democrats. They're Fabians. They're pseudo-intellectual frauds who think you are too stupid for your freedom. You are too stupid to keep your own money, which is why they implement different ways to steal it from you. These are the people that you need to throw out of the Republican Party if you think you're ever going to have a chance in this country. By the way, you can't come to my new America. No, I don't allow communists, socialists, demagogues, fascists of any kind, Fourth Reich members, stay in the Democrat hellholes. You've made so comfortable, or what I call ghettos. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Democrat sewers around this country not only have failure all in common with each other, but similar to third world despotic hellholes around the planet, the politicians make more than the people. In a coincidence, I was listening to the uh, child who's running for mayor in Chicago, who's never done anything of consequence in his miserable existence, promise new limitations on people who somehow get to make a decent somewhat decent living in Chicago. If you make over $100,000 a year, the politician running, his name is, what's his name, Honey Bunny? Brandon Johnson? Brandon Johnson. He wants to tax you 3.5% of uh, money, or or add another tax of 3.5% to the sewer of Chicago that can't spend enough money. And I was looking up, just as a coincidence, Grady, also known as uh, Tony Preckwinkle. You know she makes $187,000 a year? And that's up from 170. You see, they just voted on a raise for themselves. So the president of Cook County makes $187,000 a year with a 3% kicker. Every year, they all get a raise. All the Cook County commissioners, of which this Brendan Johnson is one. He makes $93,500. So that's why he wants to do it at 100000 He doesn't make that much legitimately anymore. But when, when he hits that 100000 don't worry. It will move up. See, that's how these corrupt governments work. My next guest is a director of fiscal and economic research for the Illinois Policy Institute. It's been too long since I talked to him. Bryce Hill. Bryce, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm just uh, disgusted at the similarities between Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, California, and the old Soviet Union, where the real good money is in government fascism versus freedom. Yeah, you know, we were talking. You were talking about uh, city of Chicago officials, but I think your listeners would be, you know, shocked to find out probably that uh, state lawmakers also gave themselves massive raises, now earning base pay starting at eighty-five thousand dollars after giving themselves a twelve thousand dollar raise, essentially in the middle of the night on the very last day that they were in Springfield uh, for the hundred second general assembly. 
in a lame duck session when they couldn't be held accountable to voters, they pushed through one of the largest pay increases uh, we've seen in recent years uh, in any state for state lawmakers. So they gave themselves a thousand dollars a month raise, which well that'll offset some of the cost of inflation and taxation that they put on the people. And um, has there been any new pushback from the people, or are they just so used to being slaves, willful and forced, that they simply want in on the corruption and they're looking for a little more increase in the Section Eight food stamp programs? What exactly is the response by Illinoisans writ large? Strategically, like I said, in the lame duck session, literally in the afternoon, in the afternoon of the last weekday that they were there, some lawmakers had actually already left. So that I think tells you <laughs> a little bit of what the lawmakers themselves thought the repercussions would be, and so they tried to push this completely through under the rug uh, of you know pulling the wool over Illinoisans' eyes and getting it through there. Um, we've been talking to lots of Illinoisans, keeping them informed of this happening, because otherwise I think that they wouldn't have have noticed because nobody would have talked about it. Um, I think everyday Illinoisans are um, tremendously upset about this because we just spent 2022 dealing with the highest inflation rates in 40 years. We've, we've seen, you know, the average Illinois only makes $58,000 a year. The average household, the median household in Illinois only makes $72,000 a year. Um, so when you have lawmakers who are making far more than the typical household their constituents are making when they go to job at their full-time jobs working every day um, and they're you know in session 70 days a year making at least eighty five thousand uh, dollars you tend to rub some people the wrong way so I think there's a Let's, reason why this was done in, in the cover of darkness in the middle of the night essentially uh, to push this through so that's an amazing statistic and I want to make sure it gets the right attention what was the average income of an Illinoisan the average private sector worker in Illinois uh, currently makes about $58,000 a year. $58,000 a year. And the average married couple income? Um, I'm not sure about married couple off the top of my head. I think that that currently is floating around the $90,000 mark. That, that median household, though, median household sits at $72,000 right now. Seventy-two. So the median household makes 72000 And the Illinois politician, the Illinois state rep and all the rest of it, which... Is that technically full-time? Is that a full-time job? No, definitely not. They're in session about 70 days a year where they're actually in Springfield legislating. Ooh, there's uh, a good The rest stat. of the time is spent you know, in their districts doing whatever, holding meetings, maybe, maybe not, uh, campaigning, certainly. Um, but even the National Conference of State Legislatures, they qualify Illinois as something they, they call full-time white, meaning... They don't work the same schedule as a full-time worker or a full-time lawmaker, but yet they're incredibly well compensated and have large staff. So even though they're not And they get staff allowances. Hours, so they get another allowance for furniture, right? It's like Congress. They do the same thing. The Congress gets 44000 a year for furniture. Uh, so they get... They all, get sort, yeah. all sorts of things like that. Not only are they getting the base salary here that we're talking about, 85000 you get bonuses for things like committee memberships and committee leadership positions ranging from $12,000 to $16,000. If you're one of the leaders uh, in the General Assembly, you know, the, the Senate president or the Speaker of the House, you could get another kickback of $30,000. Uh, on top of all that, for the 70 days that you actually do show up to work, you get paid a per diem of $155 a day nearly $11,000 in, in an additional pay raise, essentially. 
So you get 155 a day every time you show up. And if I break it down, just a quick back of the, you know, I understand, though, Chris Welch, he has big legal bills. I think he's the one that beat up his girlfriend a couple of times, right? So he's got lawyers and whatnot. But I, I, if I break it down back of the envelope math, $155 a day, 70 days on average, that's, the salary is $1,214 a day. So you're looking at 1300 and about $69 a day per day, every day. These political that does explain the expensive suits, those alligator shoes. Not to mention some of the cars. Now, do, don't they get a car allotment? I knew a state rep once. I believe they get a car allotment of twelve thousand a year as well, right? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure on that. I know they they get mileage and whenever they travel in any official capacity. Uh, I haven't gone back to look for car allowances or anything like that in the in SB seventeen twenty, which is where all this was just passed. Um, oh. but it wouldn't surprise me to learn that. Wow, I could never figure out why Oberweiss would do it. You know, after all, he had the he had the dairy, he had the stores. I'm thinking to myself, why does this guy do it? And then you realize, even if you're rich, even if you're rich, fifteen hundred a day outside of all your other allotments, you're probably talking about twenty five hundred a day, is what these guys get, seventy days a year. And uh, it, the state is technically bankrupt if it wasn't for welfare money, bailout money from the federal government. They wouldn't even be able to pay themselves. How does this, uh, uh, there's no other word, I say it a lot, but how does this atrocity um, pass and not even be on the nightly news? Because I didn't hear about this on ABC, and I watch ABC, or Fox News for them. I didn't hear about it anywhere. I heard about it from you, the Illinois Policy Institute. Um, do you, is this talk down south, where they have a little bit less tolerance for this kind of chicanery? Yeah, I'd say this is definitely getting coverage um, you know, outside of Chicago. Um, like I, like I said, originally, this is definitely something that was done intentionally to be out of the spotlight. Um, so, you know, we've been out there ra- trying to raise as much awareness as possible at the Illinois Policy Institute about this, um, because this is something that, that is just from a good governance perspective is, is completely unacceptable to, to, you know, be dealing with a state that has in such dire financial condition to be giving pay raises to statewide elected officials across the board, not just the General Assembly, but the governor, lieutenant governor, which, to be fair, Prisker doesn't take his salary. He doesn't need it. Uh, but the Jeez. secretary of state, the comptroller, the treasurer, the attorney general, we saw pay raises from 8% all the way up to 18% uh, through this legislation. At the same time, when when state finances are continuing to deteriorate, uh, it, it's one of the most fiscally irresponsible things um, and self-interested things that, that I've seen in quite a while. Has there been one politician, one Republican or Democrat, that has said, I mean, outside from Pritzker, who got his money because his mother knew who to give a lap dance to, has there been one that has said, I'm not taking this money? I have not uh, I have not seen that what? yet. Not to say that there aren't any, but I'm not aware of anyone that has uh, come out and refused that, that cash. Bryce, I have the uh, advantage to my audience. I know how old you are, and I know you're a young man. But I want you to realize something. There was a time in this country when the definition of greed was not a man that wanted to keep his own money, but a man that wanted to take some, something for nothing, wanted to take money from others. See, the real greed in this, in this country, in the state of Illinois, in the sewer of Chicago, isn't the guy who wants to keep his own salary. It's the greedy scum that need it to enrich themselves. And that is the downfall of any society. And it does explain why so many people who can 
who are not tethered for love and affection or occupation have fled the state. Because when you, I hear the statistic, 330,000 people moved out. I think that's in the last two years, right? Yeah, this, this past year alone, we saw 140,000 Illinoisans leave, largest ever on record um, for, for the state. Cumulative over the past 10 years or nine years of the state's been shedding population, uh, we're looking at, at over half a million people in total population decline, nearly a million people moving to other states. Uh, it, it's massive. But to add perspective, because it, it is massive, those numbers are massive, but the real shame of it is that you lose perspective because that doesn't count for all of the new illegal citizens who have found sanctuary there. It doesn't count for all of the other citizens that have come there to grow the welfare roles and all the expansion of the programs. So there isn't a real way to funge out how many of the people who left are the very citizens who make money versus the ones that take money. Because when you're handing out this kind of money, if you're a sloth living in some other state where the where the getting's not so good of free money, you want to go to Illinois. Do we have a number on how many people have moved in to give us some real perspective of just how many hardworking, honest people have moved out? Yeah, I, I haven't seen the most recent. That data comes from the IRS. Uh, they haven't released <laughs> the corresponding figures just yet. Um, their, their estimates, though, typically show, on average... Uh, they, they substantiate what the Census Bureau estimates of, of record numbers of people leaving to the tune of 100-plus thousand a year. Uh, what they find, actually, is, is that those leaving, on average, earn about $70,000, uh, slightly more than that. Those who enter the state earn less than $40,000. So, so the disconnect between who Illinois attracts, who it pushes away, it, is widening. And so, you know, not only are we pushing more people away... Your but revenue base is shrinking. We're talking the yeah the revenue base is declining. Uh, a recent uh, a moving company study, I think it was United Bandlines, put out half of their customers who are moving out of the state of Illinois had incomes of over one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, you mentioned Brandon Johnson's tax the rich proposal that he just came out with. There's not going to be very many people left if we actually continue to to try to do these things because they're already leaving in record numbers. I think this is because we call it a tax rather than what it really is. It's an extortion tactic of people who are good at making money in the name of the ones who make not just living worse, but suck up a, a bottomless pit of money that we can never trace, and there are no restraints on how you attain it. You just have to be breathing to get something for nothing in these Democrat-run hellholes. And at a certain point, people have to wake up. I think we're just in the beginning of the exodus what is your calculation? Yeah, this is something I, I, I agree with you. This is just the beginning. Uh, nine consecutive years that this exodus has grown. Uh, so every year, you know, we get politicians who say, no, things are getting better. Things are turning around. Um, more and more people are leaving. And it's especially impressive as, as the population declines. There's fewer people who are, are in the state. You know, your base is shrinking. So the rate at which people are actually leaving is, is accelerating incredibly. And it's not just Chicago or the suburbs. It's, it's virtually every single county in the state. Um, over or approximately 90 counties uh, saw population decline this past year. Uh, so it's, it's affecting all income levels to see people exiting the state, even when you adjust for, for those who move in. 
uh, every geographical area of the state virtually sees people leaving. And all of them are doing so at an increasing pace. Uh, yeah. So so it's really inescapable. And you know what's you sad is I, I, was, and- I was talking to a kid your age today who was going in the financial sector and had gotten a job with a big hedge fund that was originally stationed in Illinois. They pulled out, and he was telling me that the average income of the people that moved with the company was $240,000. And when you think about that leaving, what an asset that is to the state that they went to, which happens to be the same one I'm broadcasting from, you see the writing on the wall. And if you have kids, if you were my son, which you could be, I would tell you, I know you're a wonderful technician at the, at the Illinois Policy Institute, but there has to be a time when you guys start looking at each other, you're the smartest guys in there, and you say, don't we want to get the hell out of here? Is there a brain drain as well as income? Oh, there, there certainly is. Um, you know, not only are, you know, your higher earners disproportionately some of your more educated or skilled laborers and workforce, uh, but even when you just look at uh, the college-age population, you know, Illinois sends more students to out-of-state colleges than virtually any other state, uh, especially when you compare Midwest states. Uh, yeah. So so very few of those actually come back. Uh, well, so we're, we're pushing our educate or you know our, our young people out of the state they're getting educated elsewhere they're getting better job opportunities and finding jobs in a hospitable environment elsewhere and so they're not coming back so all of the potential essentially we're trying to push out the door as fast as possible you'll have politicians lobbyists democrat lawyers and government workers left by the time you have to shut off the light in the meantime bryce hill i hope you take my advice come and join me i've got sunscreen i know you burn in the meantime, you keep up the good work of exposing the scoundrels that pretend to be representatives in that sewer, once a great state of Illinois and a great city of Chicago. Thank you very much, Bryce Hill. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. There's another major, major mathematical flaw with that when the people who are occupying your area derive their income from government spending they can never be taxpayers think about that so the revenue you think the state the county the city is making is an illusion it's an accounting fraud you can't become a tax payer if your income comes from tax money oh think about that chris in orland park hey sean how you doing good how are you Hey, you ever see the movie Walking Tall with The Rock and Johnny Knoxville? Walking Tall actually was even better in the 70s when it was based on Buford T. Pusser, who was an actual true story. Did you ever see that one? Uh, No, I knew it was a remake. I knew it was a true story. But my thought was, remember the scene when they took apart that guy's car looking for drugs or his truck, screw by screw? I don't remember. I didn't. I did not see the remember new the one. I, I have to confess, I didn't uh, see The Rock. No, I didn't see. Well, it. The Rock and uh, Johnny Knoxville took it. Uh, they arrested the guy for drugs, and he had as a nice truck. They took it apart, screw by screw, looking for illegal drugs. Of course, they never found it. But it reminds me of uh, doing the same thing for Joe Biden's Corvette. Send a couple, send a bustle of illegals up there, tear that thing apart, screw by screw, looking for more top secret documents. I'll tell you what. The nicest thing about Joe Biden's entire existence is that 1967 forest green and tan Corvette. <laughs> You're not going to get me to talk bad about the Corvette. But if you do get a chance, Chris, 
check out the yeah. original story because the guy who they cast was exactly like the real Buford T. Pusser, who was six foot six, survived, I want to say, nine assassination attempts, shot three times, had half his jaw blown off, and killed at least 11 hitmen. Very interesting story. Thank you very much, Chris. One motivated uh, cop could do uh, some damage if he's motivated. And motivated policemen, who the government fascists of the Fourth Reich are who they're going to turn loose on the American people to seize every bit of your rights. The good news in Illinois, there is a bright spot in Illinois, and it's some of the sheriffs. Well, good morning. Supporters are expected to show up here around 9.30 this morning. The board meeting is at 10. Not long after Governor Pritzker signed the assault-style weapons ban into law, several sheriffs across the state said they wouldn't enforce it, causing several state, federal, and local lawmakers to ask why. But one of the arguments that folks on the other side repeatedly make to us... Now this is Congressman Raja, Congressman Raja, who swore to uphold the Constitution, to defend the Constitution, which means to defend the unalienable rights of the citizens. And behind him is the green energy shipping or, or green energy mogul, Sean Caston. See, his father was a swindler in the green eco-Nazism. And he's made a fortune. And he's behind him also a Congress non-birthing person who swore to uphold the principles of Americanism. They're oath takers, but they're not oath keepers. In fact, they are saboteurs as they implement the coup d'etat that you're being inundated with to strip you of your unalienable rights. And you might as well take away the right to bear arms because that'll make it real easy when they come to take the rest of your stuff. This is a matter best left to the states. In Illinois, this matter has been addressed. See, Congressman Raja. It doesn't matter what your fat bastard beanbag with a pumpkin on it Pritzker did. He cannot take away my unalienable right to defend myself. See, and then you'll compare it to the baby murdering scum mothers. But see, the right then defaults to the little innocent baby that you want to hack apart and then pay the murderer with my money. You see, I'll play this game all day long with you. Raja! Because I was never stupid enough to vote for somebody who would call himself Raja! And it's been decided in the form of HB 5471. We're getting the arguments coming. See, there is no law that can be created by whores, be they Democrats or Republican, fascists of any kind, that can ever infringe on my unalienable rights. See, the people who came up with the concept of the Enlightenment knew there would come a day when you get enough of you whores in one area. And in the meantime... There's another little breaker. See, there's other guys that swore to uphold my unalienable rights. And they're the men. They're the sheriffs who you, you cowardly, butter-handed pansy, want to send to confiscate the guns. See, because you and Sean Castan, you guys could get started. I'll be back in a neighborhood, and you come over and tell me you want to take them. Well, let's see how that goes. I'm all in. What do you think? I think it would be like if there was a sandwich in the room and the three of us were hungry, but there was one sandwich on the table and I got a thousand dollars says I eat and you two watch. That's what will happen. And going 
and they're inconsistent. And um, we want to say right with one voice, the law is the law in the state of Illinois. It needs to be enforced right now. Do pay- no, my unalienable right is my unalienable right if I'm in Florida, if I'm in Tennessee, like Buford T. Pusser, or if I'm in Illinois, even though it's run by mafia scum. The same mafia scum that was on hours of corrupt tape that the Federal Bureau of Incompetence didn't want to talk about when Pritzker was running because he should have been arrested. See, but his fat derriere has big trust fund money because his mommy knew who to give a lap dance to. Not because he made it, but that's your kind of guy, isn't he? Raja. Rich, he didn't earn a dollar. Just like you and just like Sean Caston. County Sheriff James Mendrick was the target of lawmakers yesterday. In a statement back on January 13th, the sheriff here said, quote, I, among many others, believe that HB 5471 is a clear violation of the U.S. Constitution. Done. Thank God DuPage elected Mendrick. Thank God. Who I believe came to my cigar store once or twice. He continued, neither myself nor my... Oh boy, is he going to be in trouble now. It's true, though. If I remember, he smoked a Connecticut shade, maybe an Ashton. Office will be checking to ensure that lawful gun owners register their weapons with the state, nor will we be arresting or housing law-abiding individuals that have been arrested solely with non-compliance of this act. How controversial. Truly controversial. I mean, it's not like tickets at a Taylor Swift concert, but that's controversial. You see, he's going to let the American people even if they live in Illinois, still be American people. It's a shocking thing. And when it comes to cartels, something tells me Mendrick, he wants to put away the Sinaloas and the new generation cartel. He wants to arrest the scourge and the scum drug-dealing rats who this particular administration, Raja, Sean Caston, and Fatboy, they like to protect them. Calling on Sheriff Mendrick to immediately rescind his statement. To immediately commit oh, to Sean Caston. Careful, you're starting to sound like a man. To enforcing the laws that he has taken an oath to uphold. No, it's the oath that he upheld, Caston. It's the oath that supersedes your unjust, unconstitutional law that you Democrat, fascist, forthright scourge cooked up in between giving yourself raises, scumbags, scumbags. Because if he can't, he's got to resign. Oh, if only that oath meant something. We wouldn't be dealing with any of you fascist Democrat mafia members. None of you. Not the fat ones, not the skinny ones, not the dumb looking ones, not even the ones called Raja. We wouldn't deal with one of you. Sheriff released another statement after yesterday's press conference calling the law, quote, very poorly written piece of legislation that has oh, no clear- Oh, all fascism is poorly re- written. Now all you got to do is get enough Democrats to say, Heil Fetzo, and we'll give up all our rights. Now, the real question is, are there enough Illinoisans that don't want to pay their own rent, don't want to pay for their own food, and need a little something for nothing? I mean, how many something for nothing welfare roaches can they get to defend them? It took, what, six minutes to call this idiot's victory? Get the government you deserve. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's fascinating how they think that a majority of fascist failures and frauds get to take away the rights of the minority. You don't get to do it. It's not a democracy. It's a republic. 
It's built on principles, not of the group, but of the single individual. That really fries you fascist pigs, doesn't it? doesn't matter to me because I don't live there anymore. And really, I just have one or two little handguns around. The real armor is down here. Ralph and Rantoul. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Sorry, I'm, I think I made it two days in a row. I hope I don't wear out my welcome. Hey, well, I had a friend. Uh, I hope so. Um, I had a friend who, uh, who died in 2021. He was a cop, lifelong cop, Air Force veteran, Iraq and Iran tours of uh, combat. And uh, I, he, when he was a cop, he was counting down his days to retire on his pension. You know, yeah. 14 years active Air Force, and he was going on 20 years in as a police. Um, so here's the question. I said, hey, look, Tom, if you ever get in order to go confiscate weapons door to door, as unconstitutional as that may be, will you do it? He said instantly, no. And I yeah. said, what if they play around with your pension and they tie disobedience to an order of you being discharged and they strip your pension? He blinked a couple of times. He never thought about that. That's how the, I think they're going to try to get compliance out of normal, everyday police and other folks. Sure they uh, Is by, you know, that. It, it, and I'll tell you what, that's when... You're going to really see who the true believers are because it's going to take a lot to take the financial hardship. Ralph, sometimes character is called pride. But one thing's for sure, character is expensive. And it's not just expensive some of the times. It's expensive all of the times, but it's most expensive when you're tested. And that's what's going to separate oh. people, right? Because I'm going to tell you something. I know. I've been broke three times in my life. Bankrupt, busted, done. Never, yep. ever would sell out for any amount of money. Never. Uh, I think there's more Americans. I think there's more Americans like that than any other country in the, on this planet. And I'm hoping Principal. that they're in the right positions. Absolutely. I'm hoping. Yeah. Principal. Principal yeah. people. That's what's going to make the difference. I hope so, brother. Thank you very much, Ralph. I appreciate it. Character is expensive. Slavery, not expensive at all. You just sit there and you wait for handouts. Of course, you have to live at a certain caliber. Those are the areas you don't want to go in. Jim in Naperville. Sean, I'll tell you what. I, I hate to say it. I haven't listened to you in quite a while because I've been too busy working. All right. But, uh, you know, but, We're on but, the yeah, podcast, but, iTunes. There's no excuse for that. Rumble, you could watch me. Uh, good stuff. Right, I, I know, I know, I know. I know. Right, but right. The, the thing is, uh, I don't do social media, but I'll tell you what. I do know how to get out there. You know that. And uh, the the uh, the thing is with uh, the sheriff from DuPage County, in which I reside, uh, uh, Republicans don't know how to message. They don't know how to get their uh, get out there. And uh, so, in situations like this, what you need to do is let the let the people know that he is supported. Which I called the sheriff's department, and yeah. I talked to a, a nice officer, and and he was like. Uh, man, he was totally on Jim, board. He's like, uh, thank you. I'm so glad to you. hear it. I agree with you except for this. No more Republicans. I don't give a rip about the Republicans. Oh, no, no, Support I understand that. No, 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 no. I want, I'm, I'm saying gotta, the I'm masses. against the break, baby. I'm against the break. I'm sorry. But I want to get to this. Gary in Evanston. Hey, uh, a friend of mine up in Wisconsin sent yeah. me a text. Uh -huh. Pritzker family is building an indoor 100-yard no. rifle and pistol range. It's their, military, it's their military 
uh, tax shelter where they have the military uh, institute or whatever they have. It has nothing to do with J.B. Pritzker. It has to do with the Pritzker that dresses like a woman, even though he's a man. He was a pretend well, colonel. Yeah, but they could never do a yeah. push-up. I don't know how he's a colonel. He must have bought something from somebody. In the meantime, it's just <laughs> another tax dodge, Gary. Thank you very much. Pritzker doesn't know what end at a rifle. Come on. You think he's going to shoot a rifle? I mean, what he calls a rifle is a, a sub-sandwich with a case of beer. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. In the 80s, the government told its people when it asked about the military budget that it paid $12,000 for toilet seats, $15,000 for hammers. They at least had the dignity to lie to you back then. Now, the government admits to misplacing $6 trillion out of the Pentagon. We're sending hundreds of billions of dollars to all kinds of countries and dictators around the world. There is no accountability. When the autopsy of American empire is done, it's going to be tough to find out which is the greatest folly. Big military-industrial complex or big pharma or the rest of it. But one thing's for sure. No enemy to this country could have done the damage that the politicians have done to it. My next guest is an expert in this field. He's a senior fellow at the Independent Institute, co-editor of the Independent Review, professor of economics, director of graduate programs, for the Department of Economics at George Mason University and the author of many books. His new book, In Search of a Monster to Destroy, The Folly of the American Empire and the Paths to Peace. It's out now. His name is Christopher Coyne. How are you, Christopher? Uh, I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm aggravated, Christopher, and I'm going to tell you why. My family was a victim of propaganda and war profiteering way back in Vietnam. And I have to confess to you, after September 11th, I was, I was also uh, victimized by propaganda, blindfolded with a flag. However, through the course of what I saw with my own eyes, I refused to buy the propaganda. But that was before the new propaganda wing of the Fourth Reich, as I like to call them. And now the American people are whipped into a frenzy to be blindfolded with the flag and support things they should never support, even their own demise. Do I have it about right? Certainly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, as you pointed out, one of the troubling things for those who pay attention to this, it's, it's a continuous cycle. The, the context is slightly different. The target that is the, the public target, at least, is slightly different, but it's the same kind of cycle over and over again. And, and the moment that one of these adventures abroad uh, uh, fails horribly, as they typically do, uh, there's very little reflection, and we and we saw that in the exit uh, from Afghanistan. It was it was a, a circus, uh, and uh, instead of reflecting on the limitations and failures of what American the American government and foreign policy can do, uh, you know the the window for introspection slammed closed, and and Ukraine filled the gap, and 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 now uh, it just continues on as 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 it was marching before. But at a certain point, it becomes undeniable. Some of the saddest realities is I do not see an organized political pushback against the foreign policy 
of arguably the dumbest of all people to ever serve in the presidency. However, someone who has been consistent over his five decades of starting out to enrich enemies we would later fight. Um, do you think that finally this preposterous circumstance in America where we are funding, funding clearly the most corrupt former Soviet Union country that this world has ever seen as they are now... Uh, we've had 12 advisors step down under scandalous as they've bought everything from cars to yachts with the American money going over there, and yet they still pretend they need more money. Do you think this time it's going to be undeniable, the corruption in the foreign policy that we see implemented in Ukraine? Well, I would hope so, but but I'm not optimistic about that. And, and I'm, I'm not optimistic for the exact reason that you point out in your opening comments, which is the Pentagon has repeatedly either failed to submit itself to an audit, which is law that it has to, or it has failed the audits it has submitted itself to terribly. And almost no one, either in Washington, D.C., or amongst the general populace, if you look at public opinion of support for the military, for instance, seems to have batted an eye. Uh, and so if we can't get our own house in order and no one seems to and that's that's a blatant, obvious case of systematic corruption. As you pointed out, the Pentagon cannot account for trillions of dollars. It cannot maintain even the most basic of accounting records that if any private person did that, at best, they would be severely fined, if not thrown in jail. Uh, and, and uh, you know, when, it go, when you go abroad, the lack of transparency, the lack of accountability is even a, a, at a greater scale because, it, as you've pointed out, there's foreign uh, actors that are involved, foreign bureaucracies, and, and this money just gets funneled through all these different bureaucratic layers and, and it gets siphoned off. Uh, throughout the throughout the process. And, and for that reason, I'm quite pessimistic about kind of people waking up to the systematic corruption that are kind of inherent in these adventures abroad. Christopher, if it wasn't for dumb luck, you and I would have never met. I am not a man of letters. You are a professor of economics. You are the director of the graduate program at George Mason University. But the reality is, if a meathead like me, who comes from a half-assed, gangstered-up neighborhood, can spot the cut-me-in or cut-it-out, plan of a money laundering scheme where Lloyd Austin, where Dick Cheney, where Rumsfeld and the rest of it. It's a revolving door of absolute and total corruption, but there has to be something so outrageous that every American unites behind. And I, I, I want to ask you about this. You mentioned Afghanistan, which is an outright insane atrocity of policy. 20 years, $9 trillion, thousands of deaths, tens of thousands of injured American soldiers and the rest of it. But Iraq is something that never gets mentioned anymore. Joe Biden, when George W. Bush was president, his brother was the recipient of a home building contract with no experience in home building for $1.5 billion. Yet, he was the liaison for the company. Yet, Iraq is still in absolute turmoil only second to Libya, and we still don't even, we're not even getting news reports anymore. Has there simply been enough of the old wise guy neighborhood cut me in or cut it out that it's just going to get squashed? Or do we have hope with a new crop of Americans, with the students you're producing out of George Mason University and the impact of the books from the people who buy your books? Is there, it, it, will there be a pushback against this, out, this outrageous, obvious pay-to-play pay to scheme? 
Well, I certainly hope so. And, you know, one of the, the, the main motivation behind the, the work I do, both as a teacher and as a, as a researcher, is to both educate but also hopefully to I- I- impress upon people of the importance of the citizenry. And without pushback by the citizenry, no one or, or very few people in Washington, D.C. are going to push back against this. The very nature of the, the empire apparatus is to expand, is to spend money, is to, uh, is to increase its scale and scope. That's the way that you gain resources, power, control over policy. And that's what we've seen through time if you look at the expenditures and activities of the national security state. And so it's up to the citizenry. And, you know, throughout periods in this country, and of course, you know, this country was founded uh, to a large extent on pushback against tyranny, pushback against military occupiers or the threat thereof. And throughout its history, there's been ebbs and flows, but there has usually been quite a strong anti-war, anti-militaristic aspect to this country among the citizenry when government has overstepped its its boundaries. And, And unfortunately, when Barack Obama was elected president, it, it, the, the, the relatively small anti-war movement in America is small compared to, for instance, Vietnam, disappeared almost overnight. And so if you had gone down to, 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 the, to the White House when George W. Bush was president, there would have been some presence outside the, the White House protests in the war. Obama gets elected almost overnight. It goes away. All, uh, most of the people on the left become staunch supporters. Uh, of course, Obama, when he ran, at times mentioned pulling back U.S. forward deployments and U.S. occupations, but did nothing of the sort and expanded the war on terror and expanded the use of robotics, drones, uh, to, to carry 80, out the war on terror. Eighty yes. percent of them killed innocent people. Yes, that's exactly right. And, and of course, the way the government pitches this, going back to your point about propaganda, they liken the use of drones to a scalpel. So it, it, they, they pitch it as just this high precision technology that only hits the bad people. Uh, and then they 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 uh, uh, kind of mangle basic definitions. So they they call uh, uh, innocent people collateral damage. They 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 say, well, uh, you know, people have to anyone above the age of eighteen who's a male is assumed to be a a, a part of the enemy unless proven otherwise. Uh, and so this this insulates uh, um, the the people involved in this from any kind of critical oversight or from having obvious blood on their hands. Uh, and so anyway, it's, it's up to the citizenry. And I, and I hope that people recognize that. That goes back to the founding fathers of this country. You know, the title of the book is, of course, based on the famous speech that John Quincy Adams gave to Congress in 1821 when he was Secretary of State. And, and he and others of that period were very clear that it, when uh, and if America went abroad in search of monsters, it would destroy the fundamental values that made America unique. And things like liberty and freedom, not just abroad, but at home as well. And that's a lesson that, that we need to relearn uh, uh, constantly. And I hope, I hope the book sheds a little bit of light on that. Your book mentions something that's not talked about either. It's, it mentions peace. And it's ironic to me. It's something I noticed. I grew up in the city of, outside the city of Chicago. I worked in Chicago. The Democrat Party is a mafia. But yet it's 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 been able to sell itself as altruistic and a party of peace. Yet I have clips of Madeleine Albright talking about 500,000 children that were bombed and murdered in Iraq. And she said it was worth it. Barack Obama, 80 percent of the drone strikes um, uh, killed innocent people. He bombed more people 
uh, than George W. Bush, expanded a two-conflict war into nine countries that we still occupy to this day, and all supported by the dimwit in diapers that some call a president. No, my word's not yours. However, how is it able to sell itself as the party of peace when it is the perpetrator of conflict and the vessel of fraud that is the military-industrial complex? Yeah, I, I think part of it is that from a young age, people in America are indoctrinated into the position that the government is your protector. And even if you disagree with certain aspects of what a political party does domestically, you might disagree on education policy or health policy. There seems to be this consent, uh, not just in Washington, D.C., but among many members of the populace, that you need government to provide defense and security. Uh, they'll call it limited government, as if you can just limit it to just doing certain things and only good things. But one of the things people need to appreciate and internalize, which is counterintuitive and counterintuitive to your, most people's upbringing, is that the military is another government program, but it's not just an ordinary government program. It's enormous, but there's certain unique aspects to it, which is there's a monopoly on force, so there's not competition as there is between the states for state-level programs. There is a lack of accountability, as we were discussing with the budget and auditing. There is cronyism writ large. There's corruption writ large. But the, the most dangerous aspect is that, is that the very purpose of the enterprise is force is having a apparatus that can repress people through outright death or surveillance. And that's what makes it unique and so dangerous. And that is what requires the careful vigilance of the general populace. But the, the dilemma we are in now as a country is it's just the opposite, is that, is that this, this apparatus gets a pass and it's treated as a necessarily necessary and given set of activities by government. And it's, as you put it quite nicely, associated with both being necessary and indispensable for peace. And it's just the opposite. It is the oftentimes the cause of disorder, chaos and violence. Uh, and so uh, that's that's something that people need to reflect upon and internalize if we're ever going to turn this thing around. But your other expertise is also a, a, a key motivator and a component and ultimately a financial crime, as I see it. And I want you to tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. I am a strict, fundamental supporter of the Enlightenment, which I call Americanism. However, how the economy has been bastardized is through the illusion of government spending. So it's a trillion-dollar budget for the military-industrial complex. These companies pretend to be companies that generate a profit rather than exist on government money, which is not part of the economy government money money is a liability in the economy it just looks like real money and it blends in but when you have these companies that derive their profit from taxation from government spending it's an illusion to think they're profitable we have it in the in the stock market people buy into that when only a small fraction of that money is actual private sector money it is a keynesian soiree that once it's tainted, you cannot really unravel. So these companies, I pose to you, are not profitable, even though they have the illusion of being profitable. And they're just a further reason why we do not have a stock market. We have a backdoor nationalized government socialist economy that can never be separated. And that's why the debt doesn't matter. And the spending must continue because it's a Ponzi scheme. Have I missed something? 
You have not. Uh, you are exactly correct, which is, you know, the, the way I think about it is there's in, in a in a society, there's two ways to earn wealth. There's the economic means and the political means. The economic means is private exchange, it's innovation, it's productive activity that is positive sum. That is, you you gain wealth by improving the well-being of your fellow human beings through voluntary exchange. The political means of earning wealth is through extraction by relying on the political apparatus. And those have, as you, as you put it quite nicely, dramatically different welfare effects, meaning effects on human well-being when I say welfare. And the military sector is part of the political means of earning wealth. As you put it, the, in, in pure accounting terms, these companies have uh, revenue, uh, they have costs, so they, they have profitability. Uh, but that profitability is fundamentally different than a private entrepreneur who brings his or her product to market and earns a profit through voluntary exchange. And the only thing I would mention is I wouldn't call it necessarily a socialist economic system because that, that assumes nationalization of a means of production. It's actually closer, if you look historically, to the fascist economic systems. And the yes. fascist economic systems allowed for private ownership over the means of production, but they had these public-private partnerships in the name of nationalism, the national good. So it's still collectivism at large. And that's what the military sector is. It's private ownership. It is public-private partnerships in the name of the national good. It is collectivism. And it undermines the dynamism of the economy because the, the, the myth of the military Keynesian kind of, of, of logic that you were pointing out is that, is that a dollar is a dollar. So, so if a private individual spends a dollar or, or, or you spend a dollar on a bomb or a drone, it's equivalent. In fact, many of them make the argument it's even better when the drone makers make it. So they'll say you get protects defense and and you're spending money and creating jobs. Uh, but that neglects the, the unseen, the opportunity cost, which is that that money would have been spent by private actors in a fundamentally different way. And so it is not just that it extracts resources from the economic system, but it actually distorts the pattern of private value-added economic activity in a way that makes us poorer and worse off, in addition to all of the other consequences for our liberties, for uh, harm to, to innocent people abroad and so on. And so the, the costs are enormous and they are severely understated, even if you look at, at, at the outlays that are reported, the budget, which itself is enormous. Yes. It's also the reason, I think, that so many countries are de-dollarizing. And if you look at it from the standpoint of why would you use an American dollar when the American government has to continually print more to pretend it's it's profitable, how long do you think it lasts in your estimation before the rest of the world sees the, the, the bastardized dollar for the financial fraud it is? Yeah, I, I don't have a prediction, but he, here's here's reason for pessimism and reason for optimism. The pessimistic story is the one you're telling, which is that this it, you can't keep doing this forever. You cannot keep the... the the spigots running with government spending and whether that is on matters of military affairs, entitlements, a combination thereof, it's not unlimited. Here's the optimistic part. The optimistic side is that there is still space in America for productive, value-added entrepreneurship and innovation. Now, that, that, that space might be closing, but it exists still. And our, our only hope when it comes to economic activity is that the producers, the innovators, continue to, to, to innovate in such a way that they are able to offset the significant costs that are imposed upon 
people and the economy by those who are acting in a parasitic manner. The, exp- the trouble is when that... I'm sorry, please. No, go ahead. I was going to say it's expensive to be socialist. It's expensive to be communist. It's expensive to offset the cost of a bastardized capitalism and this corruption that we have taken as an economy. It's going to be expensive, and That's only a few of us are going to be know, able to pay it off. Certainly, certainly. It's, 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 not, it's expensive because it's not creating wealth. It, it's, it's, a, it's a scheme for redistributing wealth, but also spending resources to do so. So you're sucking up about potentially useful value-added resources to simply transfer stuff around, all under, as you put it quite nicely, the guise of creating wealth, which it's not. Uh, and that's the trouble. And so, so our hope is the, the producers and the innovators. So how that works out, I don't know. But, but that's, that's, that's what we have to hope for. Christopher Coyne, when I um, open my own country, you're going to be part of my cabinet. Do we have a deal? I, I, would, I would appreciate it, and I, I'm honored. Christopher Coyne, thank you so much. The new book, In Search of the Monster, to Destroy the Folly of American Empire and the Paths to Peace. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I truly enjoyed it. Well, same here. I appreciate the time. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, did I just hear Proft call a 1967 convertible Stingray vintage? Did I hear that right? It's a classic, Prof. Vintage is your outfit. You're dressed like Basil Rathbone in Sherlock Holmes. It's a classic, smartest dummy I know, Dan. Zing. <laughs> uh, let's go. Before I get to the calls, let's go for a little, little weapons broker, scumbag in a costume, Lloyd Austin. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin came to Germany to deliver a message, urging allies to ramp up their military aid to Ukraine. This is not a moment to slow down. It's a time to dig deeper. Does he know that the uh, Ukrainians who talk like this are buying classic cars, not just Stingrays convertibles? Forget top secret documents. They're hiding tens of millions in suitcases, you fracking scumbag. The Ukrainian people are watching us. The Ukrainian people have been victimized by their own government killing them over the last eight years. Were you worried about it then, Lloyd? No, there was no money in it for you then. Now you got the scam, they toot, they scam. Uh, Bill, Sugar Grove. Sean, how are you? Splendid, Bill, how are you? Got a question? Great, got a question for you. Why aren't they firing the sheriffs that refuse to enforce the law? I can answer the question. All right, so that you're, you're, so that you're doing a rhetorical on me. You're, all right, go ahead, Prof. What do you got? Okay, Mark. <laughs> Marbury versus Madison. If it's abhorrent of the Constitution, it's unenforceable. Bingo. And I love that. Now the question is, can they suspend them without pay? Well, they can, but they don't have grounds. And since Illinois is an at-will state, they still have, uh, they, they face a uh, wrongful discharge as a so result of it. So when they need a lawyer, where do they call you? I'm not a lawyer. Oh, boy, you had me. I thought you were a lawyer. All right, thank you, Bill and Sugar Grove. No, I love have it. a great oh, night. Sure. You're not going to find a lawyer in Illinois defending the Constitution. I should have known better. Thank you, Bill. Uh, James in Schomburg. Hey, Sean. 
Okay. And nailing it again, you know, with the, with the vaccines and uh, the, the scam on the Ukraine and all that. I mean, it just takes, takes a guy from from Melrose Park. You, you could sniff it out a mile away. Yeah, you like, the, the, cut it out. Funny. I was playing that game with real gangsters when I was five. You think these half in the... Exactly. Yeah, these short-in-the-pants Irishmen are uh, me. The military complex, are gonna, you think back now on how long it took them to find Osama. Oh, but it took three guys from Wembles Park. They'd have found him in about a week and a half. But our guys, they take 20 years to do it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. James, you know why? When I was a kid, you know what my uncle and my grandfather would tell me? Come on, let's flip quarters. Heads I win, tails you lose. It takes you a little while, but you start to figure out the game is rigged. Thank you very much, James. Did you catch that, squirrel? Heads I win, tails you lose? Yeah, all right. Uh, Tomas, Blue Island, in between sets. Hey, Sean. Ditto's, buddy. Thank you. Hey, Sean, we left $80 billion worth of uh, materiel, war equipment in Afghanistan. Is it just possible that the Germans don't want to send any of their great tanks over there? Because maybe the Germans are a little concerned that someday they'll have that stuff being fired back against them from over there in Ukraine. Well, ironically, that wasn't the first time that the Democrats armed the Taliban, so I don't think there's anything. I was going to ask him a, a question. You know, Tom is putting a, a roof on my cousin's house. And I wanted to, him to tell me a little bit about my cousin, John. He looked like a shorter Clark Gable. I haven't seen him in a while, but very attractive. Of course, he's got my jeans. No other choice. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Well, I'm a little di- disturbed here. I mean, here we got immigration out of control. You got the debt ceiling climbing, and you got uh, documents flown all over the place, and the Senate is worried about Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift. <laughs> is that awesome? I mean, my question to you is, is this stuff put on a ca- calendar, or, is they just, or do they just pick the issues at will? What do you think? Robert, I think it's, like I said, I think it's kabuki theater for morons, and Democrats are morons. Just take a look at the politicians they elect. Look at the self-enriching, self-aggrandizing, failure profiteers calling themselves Democrats and Republicans. But look at the people. Uh-huh. Oh, go get her. Taylor Swift raised their prices, you fracking morons. In the meantime, you got more people dead from fentanyl than in the entire war in Vietnam. And That's they right. don't give a rip. Cartels are open. These, um, I played that cartel clip. They have drug, illegal drug uh, farms for marijuana and fentanyl that they go across the border daily and operate in the desert. And you mean to tell me that we're sending billions, hundreds of billions to Ukraine, and you can't send a SEAL team to wipe out the Sinaloas? i got to pretend that these guys are in control of it? Because the reality is they're in control of the border, not the American government. And you're worried about Ukraine's border? Ukraine was an Iron Curtain country of oligarchs for 100 years, and it will be for 100 years. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one big scam. Thank you very much. I wonder. Of course, that would explain why so many Democrats are supportive of it. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I didn't call about this, but the caller that called and said about the the sheriff being uh, fired or whatever, uh, uh, since 1650, the uh, sheriff is the oldest form of uh, police in in the world. And they only answer to the people that elected them. They don't answer to the governor. That's good news. President. Yeah, good is. news. Because so, you so got a good one, and it's funny because DuPage, they're not having, they don't have a great record for hiring good no, people. I mean, after no. all, they got Sean Castle. No, no, scumbag no. that and he it, is. And so, so I called about uh, my uh, congressman Rasha. Um, Rasha. The, the, the guy should be more worried about the foreign agent in the White House, his son, and his brother 
than he is about trying to take away my constitutional rights. And he said, this is the law of the state. Well, what's next, Mr. Raja? Are you going to take away my freedom of speech? You think because it passed the, the, the Congress and the he Senate? He didn't the say one word about the Illinoisans that are dead due to fentanyl. Not one word. No, no. Let alone the no. ones that are killed in other crimes of, uh, uh, of murder and mayhem committed by people who shouldn't be here in the first place. He didn't mention a Absolutely. word because he needs Absolutely. them on welfare because those third world socialists, they're fine here. They'll vote for this scumbag just the way the, the, the new world socialists do. Thank you very much, Don. David Lansing, you could ruin this segment. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey, Sean. Hello. Uh are we past there is a global government? Because I heard Biden say about six months ago we need a liberal world order. I heard Klaus Schwab say new world order, and I heard a guy that looks like he's from Fantasy Island at the WEF. Not tattoo, but the taller one. Nobody looks like Ricardo Montalban. There was Actually, not a man there. It's half the so man of Ricardo Montalban. You picked on the wrong guy. Don't you ever insult Ricardo Montalban on my show. I actually drove a Cordoba just because of Ricardo Montalban. Terry Dyer, Indiana. You know, you remember oh. Ricardo Montalban, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hope Mike Pence didn't read none of them uh, documents without his old lady watching them. No, he doesn't go to lunch or read any documents without his wife there saying, go ahead, Mike, you could do it. Chew your food all the way through. I never liked the Stepford vice president. Never liked him. What do you think of that? No, nope, me neither. No, nope, yeah. me neither. And uh, I'm an Indiana guy. But this guy, uh, no, I never. I'll tell you another him. thing. I don't like Mike Pence. Don't like him. No, I don't like no, him. And I'm sorry, but uh, th- this, that's uh, persona this, non grata. I know you're not supposed to say anything, but you tell me something, Congressman, head of the CIA. Now I know you put yourself on a little diet. You're all ready to run for president. But why aren't you outraged at the money going to Ukraine? Because Mike Pence guarantees the same profiteering off bastardized foreign policy. Ironically working for the best president with foreign policy and guaranteeing he will implement none of the of the principles that Donald Trump did when it came to foreign policy, Terry. That's you got it. Exactly. Yep. Right. Thank you, babe. You know why? Too bad we can't resurrect Ricardo Montalban. We'll put him in charge of everything. That son of a gun broke his back, still got back on the horse. That's what we need. Little Ricardo Montalban. Instead, we got Lloyd Austin. Come on, fatso. Tell me what else I need to know. The Kremlin is watching us. And history is watching us. And Raytheon has a bonus for me. So let's keep going. Now send some tanks and ignore the fact that there's more Ferraris sold in Kiev than there is in California. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. So, Squirrel, I said Pence twice. I meant Pompeo, too. And I didn't put a Pam- Pompeo in there. Yeah, he's the one that was ahead of the sea. I don't like him either. I don't like any of them. What do you think of that? Take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I, I did not. <laughs> um, do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they... You know, he tried to be a radio host, too, Mike Pence, with his Stepford hairdo with the whole nine yards. I don't know how he ever became vice president. 
That must be the anchor of corruption. Because as you reflect on all the vice presidents, including the Trump in there now, it all goes back to the systemic money laundering scheme of our, of our fraud in this country. I'm trying to think the last time we had a good vice president. Oh, boy. I don't know. I guess you could say W, because he wasn't really the president. Cheney. Cheney was the president. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. Four! Frackin' morons. All morons. Mark and Oak Lawn. Sean, i tell you what. You really got just playing that clip. I can just see W... You know, it's a pretty good drive, but I'll tell you what, what a, what a moron. And he just got done talking about, before he drove that ball, he's talking about uh, uh, the terrorists over in uh, Israel, the bombing, and then all the people that died. And then he's hitting the drive. I mean, boy, boy, that's, it's that's open brutal. and notorious. My, the only thing it's he ever brutal. did that I really loved, I did love how he bounced back from when the guy threw his shoes at him, and then he said it was a size 10. That was the uh, best part of his whole presidency, that stupid son uh, of a yeah. You are too funny. Sean, you need to get on stand-up. You really yeah. do. But uh, I, wanted to mention about, yeah. I wanted to mention about uh, fentanyl and, you know, these morons, these, these uh, uh, presidents, you know, uh, H. Bush and Clinton, you know, running drugs through Mena, Arkansas. But H. Bush, yes. he learned from his father, who was who was running uh, arms uh, to the Germans in World War II. And as I was going to ask you if you uh, if you watched that A uh, uh, Rich Man's Truth. Did you watch the documentary? I, 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 I got news watch? for you. You gave me the thing. It's three and a half hours long. I'm two hours into it. I got an hour and a half. But I got I I, I, I watch it at think? night. I what think do you it's think? I think it's fantastic. I do. I love it. Is it? I'm it glad really you is. gave it to me. I'm glad you gave it to me, and I appreciate that very much. Now, did you watch The Man That Nobody Knew? I will watch it. Oh, I you promise you. love it. A Man you know, it, That it's Nobody why Knew. Anybody that ever worked in the CIA has one common denominator. They're liars. All of them are liars. They, they really are. Yeah. They really Scum are. Somebody earth. You know? Thank you very and, much. And, you know, you mentioned about vice presidents. How about LBJ? Terrible. Don't forget Gangster. him. Keep Gangster. him in a team photo. With the He's dingbat the drunk the wife. Did you see how he put all the all the stuff he stole in the dingbat drunk wife's name? Lady Bird. Get the hell out of here, yeah. freaks. Yeah. Freaks. But racist bastard, too. Sorry. Ron, countryside, I wanted to fit you in. How you doing? Good. How are you? I, I wanted to say that leaving the border open is racist because... <laughs> Sixty-seven percent of the people coming over are from uh, South America. So, in the interest of cultural diversity, we should be getting illegals from other countries. So, you want to culture? I, I, hey, listen, I, I've heard of dumber ideas, but never from anybody that wasn't elected. In the meantime, I like the way you think, kid, because I'll tell you who the real problem is: white people. I fracking hate them. The founding fathers of all communism, white. The founding fathers of all socialism, white. The scum that has destroyed economically the strongest and richest country on the planet. White. I hate those white people. Hate them. In the meantime, I always spot the problem and I always spot the scam. Every once in a while, though, I do love when Democrats admit that fascism has a line. Mayor, what's your thoughts on uh, Governor Hope's proposed ban on the sale of gas stoves? Do you have one yourself? Uh, Yes, I do. And those of us who are good cooks... You know, people don't realize electric stoves can't give you the right setting when you are cooking 
something that's, uh, you know, if you're a good cook, you know. I tell you what, Eric Adams, myself, my beloved Nana, we all agree. Electric stoves are for people who suck at cooking and mudigans. They don't know what the food is. I'm a good cook. And that electric stove just does, it does, it doesn't cook for me, you know. Personally, That's where Eric Adams draws the line on Democrat stupidity. All the rest of the corruption and failure he's in on. But do, do not mess with Eric Adams' gas stove. So there's hope for some of us who like to cook. In the meantime, when I get back in 21 hours, we're going to kick the teeth down this Irish mafia cohorts of Marxism and all the rest of the Democrats and some of the Republicans. I guarantee it. Ones like Mike Pence. We'll get on to the new ones. In 21 hours. It's a size 10 shoe that he threw. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.